0: Maz
1: and I'm Jeff
2: I'm Jeremy and I'm Josh
0: and this is untwisted
2: and we are round the twist <laughs> so this is a uh a re-watch podcast for for the Australian show round the twist
1: well it's a rewatch for us and it's a like first watch for the Americans
2: right and we've never seen this show before so
3: Australians why should we be watching this show sell us on it
0: why not what
3: do you mean, why not? Because there's like a million other shows.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not to us. Not to us, there's not a million other shows.
0: Yeah. This, this is our lives.
1: Yeah, we don't understand the question because this show is our lives. This is the show.
0: I don't think there's anyone who saw this show as a kid. Like, if you brought it up today, there's not anyone who wouldn't be like, oh, my God, I love that show.
1: Fucking love that shit. <laughs> are we swearing or are we not swearing? Yeah, we can swear. <laughs> yeah, boy.
0: We're adults.
3: We're adults now. So how old were you when you watched it?
0: Oh, I Ooh. was trying to think about that because, like, Jeremy found an article on that website. Was it the?
1: It was the Australian Children Televisions Fund website.
0: Yeah, and it was saying, like, it originally actually aired in the UK first because Australia couldn't get its shit together. <laughs> And, um, but I remember, I'm sure I remembered seeing it on a Sunday morning, but it's saying that it was aired on channel seven and I could have sworn it was ABC. So I have no idea how old I was. Yeah.
1: I was surprised by that. Like apparently they, like the first two seasons originally were on channel seven and then they moved it to like ABC for repeats slash that, those two weird later seasons, which I was kind of shocked by because I just always thought of it as like an ABC show. Yeah. But then I was watching it the episode last night and there's no like like it doesn't say it's an ABC show, like you know, usually there's like an ABC logo at the end of an ABC show.
3: My fellow American Josh, did any of that make any sense to you? <laughs> I, I don't channel seven, ABC. <laughs> I assume those are two different channels. Yep. Where I where I live, channel seven is ABC.
0: Oh.
2: When I grew up we had three channels. And no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the ABC is Australian Broadcasting Company instead yeah, of American. Yeah, it's like the
1: public, publicly yeah. owned. And um, like it's channel. like
0: the one without ads.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that was the that was the other thing was that I also noticed around the twist goes for twenty two minutes. Yeah. Whereas usually an ABC show would go for twenty seven, and I was like, oh shit! Well, my reality is crumbling. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, fuck! Fuck Miles. What have you done to me? <laughs> I'm sorry. What have you done to me?
1: What have you done to me? <laughs>
0: So because, like, according to Wikipedia, it aired on April 4th, 1989. And I was like, damn, if only we'd recorded this, like, last week. But then...
2: So, Jeremy, you found an article that says that Wikipedia is wrong about this? Yeah, it's
1: like a blog post from the, like, company that produced the show saying, actually, it aired in BB- on BBC first because Australia, like Matt said, couldn't get its shit together. But it was like produced in 1989 but it didn't air until like about august 1990 in australia Hmm.
2: and would you consider this way more of a an australian show than british
1: yeah that was a thing in that blog post that it said it had a quote from paul jennings saying he was like really glad that it was so popular in in england but he wrote it for australian kids and i was like whoa, well mate
2: right well i mean it takes place in australia and the the cast is Australian, I assume, unless unless I'm wrong about it. Uh,
3: no. <laughs> no, they're definitely Australian. They, they sound pretty fucking Australian to me.
0: Yeah. Well, the UK <laughs> seems to like Australian stuff though, because they like neighbours and stuff.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. But I think at the time it was like it was meant to be like a big deal because there weren't a lot of like Australian TV shows being made yeah. or like not like you know of that kind of this kind.
2: And so you'd say this was like a quintessential show for you guys growing up
0: yeah i mean yeah. i was yeah boy i would have been three towards the end of 1990 so i'm not sure that i would necessarily remember watching it then but definitely like from maybe like five years old and all the way through school like it was repeating every now and then on telly
1: But uh, yeah i wasn't i was not bored when it first aired <laughs> but <laughs> he's a baby definitely like all through the 90s when it was repeating on ABC. That's what I knew it from.
2: And Jeff, you had, you had never heard of this show, right? Never
3: in my life. Nope. When I heard about the show, it sounded to me like a Goosebumps-esque kind of a show. That's kind of what yeah. I've equated it to. Kind of an iconic kids author, and they made a TV show. And it's kind of a quirky, horror, supernatural thing. I
0: would say these... This show has aged a little bit better than the Goosebumps TV episodes.
3: Well, it sounds like Ooh. it predated Ooh. Goosebumps. Because <gasps> Goosebumps, I want yeah, to say, did. was, <laughs> what, mid, mid-90s? mid
2: I don't know how I feel about that yet. We'll, we'll have to see as we keep watching. Because <laughs> I, I definitely have a lot of nostalgia tied to Goosebumps, personally.
0: Well, yeah, so do I.
2: <laughs> see, I, I have no nostalgia for Goosebumps, because I was
3: just a few years too old for it. So when that TV show came out, I was like, this, this isn't scary. This is for little kids.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
2: So based on just having seen like an episode or so of this, though, I'd say like Goosebumps seemed like it was going for a more creepy, straight horror vibe. Maybe not with every episode, but especially with like the intro and music and everything. (laughs) This show seems more like being trying to be a little more family friendly. I mean, maybe it gets more eerie in later episodes, but definitely based on this first episode, I would would say it's a little more, it's a little lighter, a little more comedy based.
3: Yeah, very light, whimsical horror.
0: Yeah, I think that's helped it age better, like having it sort of more um, accessible.
1: I think like R.L. Stine is like, R.L. Stine is more of like a horror kind of guy and Paul Jennings is more like a sort of, Fun, weird vibe kind of guy.
0: His thing is that, like, his genre is twists, according to his Wikipedia, so, you know. Yeah,
1: he's he's more like, wow, this is a weird, what's going on here, as opposed to like, oh my god, I'm so fucking terrified.
3: So I've got a leg up on Josh in that respect, because in my visit to Australia, I bought a collection of Paul Jennings stories in a thrift shop somewhere. So I'm a little bit familiar with his writing style. I don't remember any twists though. It wasn't exactly oh. M. Night uh, Shyamalan.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they were good. His stories are very fun. I think.
1: Maybe you just meant twists like Pete Twist, Bronson Twist.
2: So I did want to recommend as maybe a new slogan for this show is a, uh, what a twist, round the twist. <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you think, guys?
0: Yeah, Joel says that we need catchphrases, and I'm like, I'm sure that'll just naturally come out, mate.
1: Well, Joel can fucking make his own podcast with catchphrases. (laughs) Yeah. Joel is such a dropkick. Yeah. Also, who the hell is Joel?
0: Joel is my partner that I live with. (laughs) Ten years. He's
2: also my partner that I live
0: with. (laughs) Yeah, we share him.
1: Also my partner that I don't (laughs) live with. (laughs) And I'm also his partner
2: that I live with. So Jeff and I visited you both in Australia a couple of years ago, and that's when you first made us aware of this show, and and you showed us, I think, the first two episodes.
0: That was in November
1: 2017. Oh, nice. Nice recall, Bez. High five.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the sink is going to be messed up now.
2: (laughs) gonna stink the wrong clap (laughs) (laughs)
1: so it was a distinctively different yeah
2: yep try try not to clap (laughs) no all i'm gonna do is clap well so i think we were at least i was fairly inebriated when we watched them and all i remember thinking was that it seemed really bizarre
3: (laughs) no i was so out of it i have no recollection of the first episode a brief image of the second episode maybe or maybe yeah. i only remember because josh has talked about it
2: <laughs> well having rewatched the, the first episode now i definitely remember i definitely wasn't paying super close attention but i definitely remember like the main premise and everything from having watched it then
3: all i remember is the theme song because
0: it's the best theme song there's no
3: way to forget it all of you sang it nonstop
1: <laughs> it's true
0: yeah. I feel like as soon as it starts, you're like, oh yeah, that's nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. I second that feeling.
2: Wait, does does this first episode start with the theme song? No. No. No, it
0: no I, I cried.
2: Because I'm pretty sure it starts with them singing the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it
1: starts with them singing Twisted Shout.
0: I tried to look up like if the show was made today, what could they have sung? But there's like no twist songs from like the past 20 years that are really popular
2: i didn't even make the, the twist connection really i wasn't even thinking about it <laughs>
0: you idiot no i guess i
2: remember thinking i remember being a
1: kid and thinking that that was like an original song that was <laughs> it was like their family theme song oh let's walk this back a little Josh. did you say that was the
3: beatles yes is that for real
1: yeah twist and shout twist and shout is a beatles song
3: i can't believe that it's true, but I believe you because you know more about music than I do.
1: I think it is. I think they did a cover. I think it was another group originally. Someone should look that up.
2: It's an early Beatles song. Type-a, type-a, type Maybe it is a cover of like an old... Let me see here. This is good content. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all right. We're going to cut this whole first 20 minutes. So. <laughs>
2: Okay, it was it was originally recorded by The Top Notes. Oh, called it. Became a chart hit as a single by The Isley Brothers in 1962, and so The Beatles covered it
0: and stole it.
1: So it was a cover of a cover. Mm. What a world.
0: Yeah, they twisted
1: it. I don't even know what to think anymore. I don't. I don't know if we should do this (laughs) podcast. We're
0: in too deep. (laughs)
2: Well, anyway, if we're just jumping right into the start of the episode here, I mean, I guess my first thought about this is just that they're not actually listening to the song; they're just singing it. They're just singing it. Yeah, they just sing
0: it. I kind of liked that.
2: Did they not have like a tape
0: deck or something? Maybe not. Their
3: last name is Twist, and they're just so excited about their name (laughs) and that there's a song with their name in it. They sing it. All the time on road trips. Yeah,
1: that's what I imagined.
0: Yeah, if they're anything like Joel, their music stuff doesn't work in the car.
2: Yeah, there's probably no radio reception at the lighthouse. Oh, yeah, true. Or they just had two tapes and they had, like, already listened to them both, like, eight times on the way. Yeah. And they were just like, now we just got to start singing other songs
0: because we're sick of those. Probably. Maybe they just sang it the whole time. Do you think they came from Melbourne? Like, they don't really say.
1: They say the city, so you'd have to think so. Yeah. Unless they came all the way from Perth.
0: Because, like, they don't seem rich, but, like, they must be wealthy enough.
1: Yeah, but in 89, you probably could have lived in the city and not been rich.
0: I suppose. I lived in Perth. That,
3: that is a big <laughs> question in my mind. Are they rich or not? Moving to a lighthouse. I mean, are lighthouses expensive?
1: Well, I mean, it's not really mentioned in this episode, but Tony Twist is like an artist. So he could be. Okay. He's either like a starving artist or a rich artist.
2: When they get to the lighthouse, the sign says "sold," and then written on it says "to mad city suckers." Yeah, <laughs> which makes me think that they because it's haunted, like we're getting ripped off. Yeah, and that like kind of makes sense with like the way that the I don't know if those other people that come out like the realtors or whatever, but they're like kind of treating them like rubes a little bit.
0: Yeah but like they're not falling for it kind of the dad the dad kind of just ignores him yeah. <laughs> he's like uh-huh
2: well they're asking him this they're like asking him to sell it again i couldn't quite understand yeah. that made no sense to me what he was trying to get them to agree to is really strange he was like i know you just bought it but you could make a good deal if you sold it now. I was like, why would they do that? Yeah. <laughs>
3: why did he not sell it for that amount in the first place?
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. Maybe he's
1: maybe he's try maybe he's thinking that he can get more money out of a developer than like a you know, human.
2: Random guy. <laughs> so we don't get a lot of sense for why they're moving in the first place.
1: Yeah, he says no no snobby city moving to get away from it.
3: No
2: traffic lights. I wrote this down. He says no art gallery snobs, rip-off merchants, or suburban shoe boxes.
1: Right, so he wants to live somewhere that's not small, and he doesn't want to deal with people who don't appreciate his artwork, I guess.
2: Mm. Is rip-off merchants a common phrase to any of you?
0: Uh, Does that
2: sound right?
0: I, I don't yeah.
1: know. Is that not something you're familiar with, Maz, rip-off merchants?
0: It sounds like a thing. I
1: feel like that's a phrase that i've heard a lot in
2: regular it definitely life. sounds like a thing but i feel like i never would have heard someone refer i feel like they would just say like scam artists yeah or something not ripoff merchants
1: ripoff merchants is very common around where i grew up i got that
0: you grew up with a lot of ripoff merchants
1: you know it <laughs> but yeah ripoff merchant is basically just a scam artist
2: i'll admit maybe this is because i'm stupid but i don't know what suburban shoe boxes refers to
1: it's just like shoebox-sized houses. houses, small
0: houses. Yeah, that
2: all look
3: the same. Okay, that's what I figured. It's like the weeds uh, intro.
0: Oh yeah, little boxes on the hillside.
3: Right, right. <laughs> I'm glad you're saying that. I
0: was struggling. Um, we missed a bit. What
1: did, what did we miss? We missed
0: um acknowledging the first. Oh, Bronson. That was in the car oh, true. on the way to the lighthouse.
1: Get ready for a lot of those.
0: And it was because he farted. It was a cute gag. Yeah. I always think of it as being because his socks smell. But but this one was because he farted.
1: Yeah, but that's not till season two.
0: Well, excuse me. You're
1: getting ahead of yourself there though. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It's going to be a pivotal arc in season two. The
2: reason he smelled was because. Very definitely because he is just a ripping yeah, ass. Yeah, definitely farted. It's because
0: he's busting. He's busting. He's busting. <laughs> he's busting. He's busting for a shit. I'm busting. As you do, apparently.
1: You know what I wrote down from the car scene was that Pete references McDonald's. Yeah. Which at first I was like, oh, you're not allowed to do that on the ABC. And then it turned out that it originally aired on Seven. So I was like, well.
0: I didn't know that was a thing.
2: What is the significance of McDonald's?
1: You're not allowed to say brand names on the ABC it's, like, advertiser-free. Oh,
2: really? He says no McDonald's when the dad is, like, listing off all the other things he's glad they've left behind. Yeah. And then the... the so what's what's the older son's name? Pete. Pete. So he says no McDonald's, and I couldn't tell if he was being sarcastic or not. If he was happy they were leaving McDonald's behind, or if he was suggesting that he was going to miss McDonald's.
0: No, he was sarcastic.
1: Yeah, he was, like, criticizing the, the choice to leave McDonald's. Okay.
0: Because McDonald's was, like, the thing... That was really exciting when we were little. Right. For some reason. True. Makes sense.
3: And so you're talking about the significance of him calling it McDonald's, and I thought you might have meant, why is he not calling it Macca's?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know when we started just, like, as a country calling it Macca's.
1: Yeah, maybe this predates Macca's.
0: Ooh. Ooh. I was just going to say how Pete notices um Suicide Leap, and I was like, that's quite the thing to notice in, like, a kid's show.
1: Oh, yeah, I thought that too, is that, like... <laughs> as a kid i didn't understand what that meant it seemed like a really weird thing to point out
2: so was that a real place no
0: i looked it up and it's not real
2: since so we should mention when when jeff and i visited australia you actually brought us to the lighthouse the lighthouse yeah. from the show and it was pretty great yeah. we we have pictures of us we'll probably have to if there's some kind of social media that we make for this show, we'll have to put those pictures up there. Should
0: we also post the photos where you guys like broke the law and went over the fence?
2: Oh, definitely.
3: We don't need to do that. (laughs) I have a family
0: guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They're going to come for you.
3: The Australian police are going to fly over here, bust my ass.
2: They're going to take your kids. You're going to be extradited.
0: Did you guys like the line that Pete says when they get to the lighthouse? And he's like, looks like we're moving up in the world.
1: Oh, yeah, that was a pretty good one.
3: I don't know if that was accompanied by a music cue, but it really should have been.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so we get those music cues almost right away. What was the first first one, Jeff, that
3: you said? When the dad is in the car and he's saying uh, how... The new place is going to be great. There's going to be all this fresh air and no traffic lights. <laughs> and then the, the kids join in unison and say, it's going to be like a paradise.
1: Paradise.
0: Paradise.
3: And that happens. <laughs> and I just love it. I love I love every music cue on this show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. It's a really crazy MIDI trumpet. And then later there's the MIDI funk guitar. Oh, the ghost <laughs> guitar. Don't even get me started on that. Really
3: cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> Good time. It's a little cheesy, but I, I genuinely do love it.
2: Yeah. It's pretty enjoyable. So Bronson has to go to the bathroom.
0: He has to shit. Yes. <laughs> yes.
2: He's gotta leave a floater. He's got a floater. That's right.
1: He has to use the duddy, if you will. He's gotta hit the dud. Alright, so
3: I have I have this note written down and then right after it, uh I have another note that says, Jeff, you don't need to say every note that you write down. The note is, he says he's going to leave a floater. How does he know the density of his poop at this point
2: in time? (laughs) I feel like you can feel, you can feel what's coming, you know? You can tell if it's going to be a floater. Maybe not perfectly, but you, you can get a sense,
3: you
0: know? The sixth sense. He
3: emphasizes the floater as if that's why it's an emergency. If it were any other density, it'd be fine.
0: But I'm going to leave a floater.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but maybe that's just his word for poo, though.
0: Or maybe he just always does floaters.
1: Maybe he doesn't know that any other type exists. That's all he knows. Maybe he thinks that's what a poo is, a floater.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oi, how does he know? Like, he looks at that little building. Like, he's like ten, nine, or 10 years old. I don't know that I would have known that that was a toilet, that building. Same. Like, it doesn't say toilet. It's just like a little shed.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. I thought I remembered them explaining what a dunny was, but maybe I was thinking of the book. Because in the book, at the start of the story, it goes into great detail of, like, what a dunny is.
2: Have any of you used a dunny? Here we would call it an, an outhouse.
0: Yeah, well, that's what it is.
2: We definitely don't use the word dunny. But this is an outhouse with plumbing, which kind of threw me off i've never seen one of those yeah i've used an outhouse before i don't know if i had plumbing yeah like
0: how does bronson know what it is
1: i guess he's just a worldly boy i mean he does have a child in one of the future episodes so (laughs) he knows things about the world or maybe he doesn't maybe
3: he was so desperate that he's
2: like i'm just gonna shit in that tool shed yeah
1: maybe he (laughs) thought it was a shed and he was like there's no time to go inside
2: I like in the end credits, they show that little, like, cut clip of him dancing around in front of it. He's, like, trying to avoid having to go to the bathroom. He's waiting for the person to come out, and he's just kind of, like, doing this weird jig in front of the dunny. Oh,
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, he looks as if he needs to wee, but he needs to poo, so. Yeah,
1: but, you know, sometimes you got to do both. Right.
2: <laughs> You'd think dancing around might like shake it out it's not good <laughs>
0: shake it on baby
2: now so he waits for a bit because he hears someone inside and then it, it turns out there's no one inside
0: Dun dun dun.
2: Whoa. our first little spooky Bye, babe. Bye, babe. oh so the the realtors have arrived at this point
1: yeah the gribbles
0: bloody
3: gribbles and it's like their whole family and the, the entrance is very funny because they're driving up and they're honking and flashing their lights.
0: And there's a guy on, like, a bike.
3: Someone on a dirt bike. <laughs> and they have their right turn signal on. Oh, For no reason. I mean, they'd already turned <laughs> in to the place. It was just, you know, we're going to be as obnoxious as we can possibly be.
1: Yeah, I think they're just a chaotic presence.
0: I think that's, like, a, um, a choice, that they're noisy and... Annoying,
3: yeah, I know it it sold their character very well, but it was just very funny, yeah, to imagine a real life person I'm gonna flash my high beams and turn on a turn signal, everything I can possibly do <laughs> to draw attention to myself,
2: so the realtor introduces himself and his wife and his his three sons
0: his <laughs> three sons, his three sons. <laughs> <laughs> He only has one son. Yeah.
1: I feel like we'll get hate bail if we don't point out that he has one son. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll edit this out. And the other two are his friends.
0: Rabbit and Tiger are Gribble's friends. Okay. But that's what I wrote down. I was like, why does he bring all these friends with him? Like, why is he even there? It's just like the real estate guy. And he's just like, I'm going to bring my whole family and my kids friends to see this house that's just been sold.
3: But also I don't have room for them in my car, so one of them will be on a dirt bike for the entire trip.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> silly. I guess it's just so that we can meet them all. Also, I, I liked how crazy Mr. Gribble's shirt was and his wife was wearing purple and I was like, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. I like purple. I wrote my notes in purple, okay?
1: Mr. Gribble... Played by Frankie J Holden.
0: And his wife, the lady that plays his wife was, what's her name, Judith something, but she passed away. Oh, what?
1: Oh, no. I didn't see that. She was great.
0: Yeah. Judith McGrath.
1: Judith McGrath. Wasn't she on All Saints? Yeah. I was looking for, like, which people had died, and I didn't even think to check. I just assumed she'd definitely still be alive for some reason. Oh, yeah,
0: I wrote down the age that everyone would have been in 1989 because I just like to know how old actors were, especially kids. All right, so Pete is played by Sam Vandenberg uh, and he was born in January 74, which made him 15 in 89. Linda, played by Tamsin West, who also sings the theme song.
1: Also sings the theme song. She was
0: born in (laughs) March 74, so she was also 15. Bronson, played by Rodney McLennan, Uh, September 79 is when he was born, which is really weird. So he was 10. So they're only like five years between them, but it seems like heaps more for some reason.
1: For some reason, I find it really satisfying when it turns out an actor was the age of the character they were playing.
0: Yeah, like it's appropriate. And the dad, Tony Twist, is played by Richard Moir, I don't know, M-O-I-R. I know that he was born in 1950 and he was 39 in 89.
1: I'm officially starting a campaign to get Richard Weil on the podcast. Yeah. Write your letters.
3: He's still alive then.
1: He's still alive. Good. He was my favourite character.
0: Yeah, he's great. What if it turns out he's, like, a horrible person in real life? He's so
1: lovable in the show, (laughs) though. Yeah. He does seem very lovable,
0: yeah. Yeah. I just
1: really want him to be
3: my dad. I'm so glad that I got to be the dad in that graphic you made.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's an honour. I I identify (laughs) with
3: him. He's my favourite character.
0: Oh, and you actually are a dad, so it makes sense.
3: That's true. He did the dinosaur gag later on.
1: Oh, I do love that dinosaur gag. He really commits to it. And
3: how long was he waiting for somebody to approach (laughs) it? Yeah, because it's already on his finger. So it looks like he's doing stuff. He's like actually getting stuff done until a kid approaches him. And then he goes,
0: with a dinosaur on his finger. That's the best thing.
2: Perfect. Uh, I love Bronson's response of just like, never mind. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Forget it. It implies that he does that a lot.
0: We're getting ahead of ourselves.
1: <laughs> we are. We are.
0: <laughs> Do you want me to keep going with these ages and people's names?
1: Oh, if you have more. Oh, I have more. Oh, yeah. Tell us how old Nell was.
0: Um, So Nell is played by Bunny Brooke. She was born in 1921 and... um. She died in April 2000, but she was 68 in 1989 when this was filmed.
1: She's the caretaker? Yeah, she's the... Uh... She's
0: the original, well, not original owner of the lighthouse, but, like, her family owned the lighthouse. Yeah, her
1: family owned it. So she died before the season three and four happened. That's why she's, spoiler, re in those seasons. Yeah. With a young heart blonde.
2: <laughs> well, you mentioned... Before we started this podcast, something that I didn't know, which is that the whole cast changes from season to season.
1: Uh, Yeah, the yeah. kids. The kids, should see. I didn't know that. Uh, Dad stays the same for the first two seasons.
3: One episode in, I'm already very irritated. <laughs> like, I genuinely like the
2: cast in this show. The kids are great. Yeah, the kids are excellent, so I find that really surprising. It's
0: because they didn't film it, like, straight away. Yeah, they
1: didn't do it like the... the following year it was like three years later
2: okay
3: and also i'm gonna walk that back a little i don't like pete but i'll get to that later.
0: whoa he's like my favorite pete (laughs) i thought you
3: loved all the kids is this a controversial opinion people like pete i can't believe this get him get him out of here (laughs) get him out of there linda's great bron's great i have reasons why i hate pete we'll i (laughs) I promise we'll get to him it'll
1: all make no you don't
0: (laughs) you're just jealous
1: it's the methylated spirit joke isn't it (laughs)
3: You're very close, actually.
1: <laughs> I always loved his delivery of
2: methylated spirit. <laughs> Did you say the actor who plays Linda sings the theme song? Sings yeah. the theme song, yes. The one in the end credits.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, for all four seasons. Wow. That's incredible.
0: Yeah, and she was only 15. What a
1: scoop! <laughs> I was surprised to find that Paul Jennings was the writer for, like, all the first two seasons. Oh! I thought it was just adapted by someone else, but. Yeah. And most of the episodes seems to be directed by Esben Storm, who's Mr. Snapper, who we haven't Mr. met yet. Mr.
0: Snapper.
1: Mr. Snapper. He was, in, he was in the most seasons without being recast.
0: Yeah, but now he's dead.
1: But now he's dead.
0: What a dick. <laughs> what a prick.
1: What a prick. <laughs> Should
0: we keep that in?
1: <laughs> yeah, get, get that out of here. Look, if we want Richard Moore to be a guest on this podcast, I don't think we can be calling Esben Storm a dick.
0: Probably not. <laughs> you know what? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Mr. Gribble. Where were we? <laughs> Mr. Gribble, as Jeremy said, played by Frankie J. Holden. He was born in 1952, so he was 37.
1: Younger than dad.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Gribble, Judith McGrath, uh, born in 1947 like me dad. Um, and she died in two thousand seventeen, but she was forty-two in nineteen eighty-nine. Um, Gribble Jr., does he have an actual name or is he just Gribble Jr.? Um I
1: think it's James, is not it? Oh James yeah, that's Gribble. right.
0: James Gribble. Yeah. Um so he's Grimms. Played by Lachlan Jeffrey. Jeffrey! Um Jeffrey! <laughs> born July nineteen seventy-three, so he was 16. Um, Tiger Played by Cameron Cameron Nugent. He was born in December, oh, like just over a week after my birthday, except like heaps before Aww. I was born. Um, <laughs> so in 1974. <laughs> so he was 15, like the twist kids. And Rabbit, the, li- the little guy. Um, the little boy. <laughs> so he's played by Stuart Atkin. He was born in July 1973, so he's 16. Even though he's little.
3: So many dates. Is this going to be on the test? Wow. I would have thought he was the
1: youngest of yeah, the friends.
0: He's like, I grew up. I'm bigger now.
1: Gribble Jr. Season one, most hateable of all the Grims.
0: Oh, yeah. He looks very Australian.
1: Yeah. He's the one who most sells being like a super jerk. Yeah. What a prick.
2: <laughs> so I wanted to ask, because I forget when Bronson goes to the Dunny for the first time, and he, he thinks someone's in there because he hears something. Does he also see legs under the... No,
0: I don't think so. Uh,
2: no, I don't believe so. Okay, so was it just that he hears someone in there and that makes him think there's a there's a ghost in the dunny? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like if he can just sense someone's there.
2: Yeah, and then the toilet flushes and
0: the yeah,
2: door opens. Right, right, door open. right, right. That
3: was a real subtle sound effect, though. I couldn't quite tell if it was supposed to be a toilet flush.
1: <laughs> a toilet flush or like a hmm. planet exploding. <laughs>
2: So he runs back and he tells his family with the Gribbles there as well that there's a ghost in the Dunny and they make a joke. Yeah, they do some riffing.
0: Funny Dunny, Funny Dunny, a
2: Funny Dunny, a Jokey John, a Loony Lou. Yeah, they each get one in. Thought that was pretty good.
0: Yeah,
1: I do like those moments where they all just like have a have a pop.
2: So then they, the Gribble kids, mention Dead Ned, Dead Ned,
0: Dead Ned, and I like how. The Gribbles are the only ones that call him dead Ned. Well, I think um, Bronson repeats it, but, like, otherwise they call him, like, the twists call him young Ned.
1: In the book he's called old Ned.
0: (laughs) The Gribbles are just, like, dickheads. They're, like,
1: dead Ned. Yeah, they got no respect.
0: Yeah. The twists are more respectful.
1: That's the thing that I wrote down about um, the Gribble kids. They go into the room with the dusty instruments and they start playing them. Yeah. And I wrote that that was very disrespectful. Yeah. Because I had a sense of propriety <laughs> over that episode with the with the instruments.
2: I did think it was really gross when when the kid just picks up the dusty saxophone and starts playing. I was like, you just put so much dust in your mouth?"
0: Oh, that's asthma central.
2: But he just like like you just would have been eating a dust. Basically. Yeah, I thought that too. Like, <laughs> yum, yum. He just picks up. It's like dust is falling off of this thing. <laughs> Dust and covers and he just sticks it right in his mouth, starts blowing on it. So, uh. Ew. When they enter the lighthouse, Mr. Gribble says something to the effect of like, oh, we should just hurry up and get in there. And he says, it's the quick and the dead around here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What does that Which mean? Which is an interesting phrase. I don't know if I'm familiar yeah, with I that. Yeah, I think
1: that's a phrase that I'm not familiar with. But
0: I think it just um, kind of goes towards the overall um dead feeling
2: yeah it's probably intentional that they're making a reference to the dead but i also assume that's some kind of actual weird saying it's the
0: quick and the dead around
2: here yeah Yeah, it sounds
1: like a phrase that would be a real phrase
0: yeah um oh yeah i was gonna say um i wrote down why are the gribbles only looking in the lighthouse now didn't they sell it like wouldn't they have already been in there but they're all like oh let's go have a look it's like good point huh
1: Oh, yeah. The kids, though, probably wouldn't have seen it.
0: Mm, Yeah, but, like, the the dad and the mum are just like, ooh, and the mum's like, oh, it needs to be (laughs) sanitised.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. She might not have seen it, though. Man Gribble probably (laughs) was the only one who saw it.
0: I don't know. If my parents were real estate agents, I probably would have liked to go and see all the houses before they got sold.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like Papa Twist is a bit of a pushover here. Like, this caretaker presumably should have already cleaned this place out for them. And he's just like, ah, whatever, take your time.
3: See, I identify with the dad so much because he's such a pushover. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, Jeff. Asshole realtors and their kids are like, let's go inside the house. And he's like, "Uh, I'm powerless to stop it. Jeff,
1: if I could just talk over you for a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What were your thoughts when Nell was like saying that Gribble stole her painting? Like, did you think he was legit, when he's like, I didn't steal your painting.
1: I think I always assumed that he was lying until the point where it turns out he wasn't.
0: Well, did they just
2: hang – did it just get hung up in the dunny?
0: Yeah, it like when the dunny falls apart. No, they later. find
1: it in the roof of the dunny because in the book, old Ned stole it and hid it in the dunny, but I don't know if that's, like, explained in, in the show or not.
2: Yeah, they really don't make it clear. It's just kind of like, oh, this painting is missing – And then at the end it's like, oh, it was in the Dunny, and Ned wanted us to know that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, because I was reading something, I've forgotten where I read it now, but it was like Nell wouldn't have had to sell the lighthouse if she could have sold the painting, but she couldn't find the painting.
1: Well, yeah, when she's um, accusing him of stealing it, he says, I think Gribble says something about he would have bought it himself, but there's like some kind of overhead cost And Nell says she would have paid it if someone hadn't stolen her painting.
0: Yeah. I said it was also good continuity that they were all puffed out from going up the stairs, or at least the adults were, which is very true to me, at least.
1: (laughs) To me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember they're coming up the stairs and Nell, like, overtakes the Gribbles because she's just, that's how much fight she has in her.
3: Good acting for Mr. Gribble. He really looked like somebody that just walked up the entirety of a lighthouse staircase (laughs) and then immediately has to walk downstairs. The whole scene upstairs had my favorite slash most confusing exchange when uh, one of the kids asks Pete, where'd you get your clothes? The Undertaker. Because he's wearing black. Then Linda says, where'd you get your face? The panel beater? Uh, Yeah. I still don't know what it means.
1: Pedal beater is someone who repairs cars. Like a smash repair if they've been an accident to uh-huh. beat the pedals back into shape, if you will. So I think she's saying that his face looks like a crashed car.
2: Okay. Makes sense.
1: When she said that crack about the pedal meter, I wrote in my notes, Linda is savage AF.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like later when Pete's like, um, I don't think we're going to um do well here or whatever and he's like they don't like my clothes oh yeah I like that (laughs) he didn't like take it on as bullying like he's just like yeah I don't care
1: yeah he's not upset he's just like look at these idiots
0: I feel like if I was 15 and someone said that to me I'd be like not necessarily the undertaker thing but like if someone like made fun of me for anything I would have taken it on and been like upset about it secretly (laughs) these
2: are very healthy well-adjusted kids
1: (laughs) I would be like don't you let those Fucking Gribble's back in here, Dad
2: <laughs> So Jeff, you found that confounding But what I found confounding Was when Mrs. Gribble Walks into the room The really dusty room And is really taken aback by how gross it is And she says Rising, damn <laughs>
3: I had to turn on the
2: subtitles
3: for that because I had no idea what she meant. So I'm like, I must have misheard it.
2: Yeah, I put on subtitles specifically so I could catch all of the little... Because I feel like if I'm watching something with a lot of like Australian phrases or Britishisms or whatever in it that I don't recognize, but I don't like hear what they're saying, I just kind of ignore it. But with the subtitles, I could really catch all of them. (laughs) I
3: wish we had subtitles now. I can't understand a thing Jeremy or Maz have said. I'm gonna Google it
2: right now. What is rising
1: damp?
0: It sounds like something to do with mold.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that it was yeah, just that like there's a damp in the room and it's gonna cause mold or something. Like Yeah. I don't know why it's rising, like it's getting more damp. <laughs> <or something. laughs>
2: okay, what is rising damp and how to treat it? Let's find this out, guys. Let's let's <laughs> learn something. How
1: to treat it.
2: <laughs> rising damp is one of the most talked about and controversial types of damp. <laughs> wow you're making this up (laughs) i like how it's controversial
0: (laughs) oh it's it's been a concern since ancient times
2: it's a relatively rare form of damp that affects the walls of buildings it occurs when moisture from the ground travels up through the walls by capillary action okay this isn't fun so what else happens in the episode (laughs) well that's a damp shame I'm editing that out, Jeff. Thanks.
0: (laughs) I think
1: Bronson goes in to get everyone's help to go to the dunny with him. That's about the point we're up to.
0: Yeah. I liked how it's set up. Like Pete plays a guitar. Linda's doing karate.
1: Dad has a dinosaur on his finger.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Bronson's thing is probably food. I liked his old computer.
1: Yeah, I liked that he was humming along to the computer game music.
0: Oh, yeah. I was going to ask if you guys knew what, like, game or whatever is on the computer, because I didn't know.
1: Yeah, I didn't recognize it.
0: Yeah, it must have been, like, DOS.
3: (laughs) I did write down, what is this game?
0: Maybe one of our listeners will know. Ooh.
1: (laughs) Bronson was loving the music, though.
0: Yeah.
3: We completely skipped over the dinner scene, which I found completely charming yeah oh yeah that's right that is good so just the idea of braun not wanting to eat
1: so that he won't have to go
3: to the bathroom is very funny to me
0: (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) but then he can't not eat because then he won't get dessert
0: then he won't get ice cream what type of ice cream is
2: it
1: it was chocolate chip ice cream with raspberry sauce oh yeah that's right i thought that was kind of
2: weird which i don't know if we have raspberry sauce i'd prefer strawberry to be honest
1: we
3: have strawberry sauce. I've never seen raspberry sauce for sale at the store.
2: Yeah, I don't know that that's a common ice cream topping here.
0: It actually seems to be a thing in Victoria. Like, I don't think I really had it in WA, but when I came here. Yeah, I've never had it. Like, there's raspberry sauce for sale in one of the chocolate shops. And I was like, oh, okay. Hmm.
3: It sounds good. Do you guys know what Bron was reading at the dinner table when he uh, started talking about not eating?
0: Something about... Records, world records, or something. The guy on the top of the pole.
3: Yeah, the guy on top of the pole.
1: Oh, yeah, miscellaneous (laughs) feats.
3: Oh, no, no, you were so close. Miscellaneous endeavors.
0: Oh, excuse me.
1: Miscellaneous endeavors. So close.
0: Struck
3: me as. Kind of funny. I don't know if that's a real thing in Australia. (laughs) Miscellaneous Endeavors.
0: Not that I'm aware of.
3: If you're ever doing a Round the Twist uh, bar trivia night, I feel like that's going to come up. (laughs) So remember, Miscellaneous Endeavors is the title of what he's reading.
0: Okay. All right, I'll remember that. Yeah, I won't, but yeah.
1: The dinner
3: looked freaking amazing, by the way. I've been craving Chinese food ever since I saw it. Stir fry a la dad.
1: Oh, yeah, that actually did look nice. (laughs) Stir fry a la dad, yeah. And then Pete's like, suffer Bronson. And I was like, oh, that's a, good, that's a good insult.
2: So, yeah, I also liked the part where they're showing all of them with their various interests, like the computer and the guitar and the karate. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I liked Pete's song that he was singing. Can I go, go to, to the new
0: with you? With you? <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, just on the spot. That's pretty good. It's good stuff.
1: It didn't sound
3: good.
2: Oh, can we can we oh, i think maybe you need to explain your your deal with with pete now yeah this is
1: this is the moment
3: i just didn't think
2: a song was that good i don't think pete's
3: his jokes aren't
2: funny his song wasn't good <laughs> i'm sorry i don't like pete it's definitely part of the joke that his guitar playing is awful
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: really terrible like feedback distortion and
1: this hectic reverb because it's the 80s
2: right What I liked is that he wasn't just blasting it super loud. It was annoying, but it was at least, like, at a reasonable volume. True. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Come on, Jeff. (laughs) Give, Give your son another chance. Yeah, Jeff.
0: Yeah, Jeff. Your son
3: <laughs> Look, I've got more Pete hate on the horizon I'm looking forward to us moving on to the next few scenes So I can really dive into
0: <sighs> it Can't believe this
2: Okay, well what happens next? Bronson Bronson
1: goes to the daddy
0: And, and the pedophile ghost stares at him <laughs>
1: Yeah <laughs> And he's reading a book He's reading some kind of manual about like floppy disks
0: Yeah
3: <laughs> Each floppy disk has 256 kilobytes of RAM. <laughs>
0: He's the original nerd.
1: He's reading it out loud to scare the ghosts off.
0: He just needed something for comfort.
2: So
3: I don't want you guys to spoil the rest of the show, but is there ever a moment where
1: Bron has to
3: hack into a system to save the day?
1: Well, Uh, we'll have have to find out, won't we? Yeah, because I don't remember.
2: (laughs) This does start the chain of events of people peering under the door. There's the space under the door in the dunny, which to me is already a bad thing. Like, if you're (laughs) going to build an outhouse, have the door go all the way to the floor.
0: My main concern would be mosquitoes, personally, but... Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, also about people being able to see me, but, meh, mosquitoes.
2: (laughs) Meh. But yeah, I remember when we watched this in Australia and I was drunk. When you showed me this for the first time, I do remember just this sequence of events of people peering in on other people going to the bathroom especially (laughs) the part where Bronson is peering in under at Linda just losing my mind and just being like this was a kid show and they're just (laughs) looking at each other going to the bathroom
0: yeah that's a bit weird I don't have siblings so I don't know if that's actually a thing that happens but
2: definitely not something I would have done to my
0: sister Jeremy probably did it
2: I probably would have, to be
1: honest.
0: He's the Bronson <laughs> of his family.
1: Yeah, if, if there was a ghost on the horizon, I probably would have been like,
0: Kate, you're in danger. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pedophile ghost story.
2: <laughs> but yeah, this ghost is the real pedophile. Like this, That's the most disturbing thing, this grown adult ghost. Who is supposed to be friendly is peering in at little kids while they're going to the bathroom. At children, yeah. Even without him doing that. He just looks like a pedophile to me. Oh. <laughs> He's wearing like a fisherman's cap.
1: Apologies to <laughs> Howard Stanley, who played Young Ned in the show.
2: <laughs> no apologies from me. Oh, <laughs> this guy is weird. Oh.
1: Guys, I'm trying to get Richard Wilde well on this fucking podcast, all right? <laughs>
2: He's great.
1: Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about oh. the music that plays when the ghost appears and how much that scared me as a kid. To the point where l- watching it last night, having a blast of a time, still when that music started playing, I was like, fuck. <laughs> like I felt, I felt suddenly very stressed out about that oh, music.
0: I, I can't say that I had the same reaction. I don't remember ever really being scared by Around the Twist.
1: I think there were only like two episodes that really scared me. and It was this and Without My Pants. Oh, my cat bit me. It's not an episode, but it could be.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, that episode where that cat is just biting everyone is.
1: I hear that one's terrifying. When do they say dropkick? It's when Linda's going into the the Dunny. Linda calls Bronson a drop kick.
2: That's right. So, what is
1: a drop kick?
0: I've brought that up on Urban Dictionary.
1: Isn't a dropkick just like an idiot?
0: Just like an idiot. Yeah, it says, in Australia, a dropkick refers to someone who isn't very smart and hasn't made it very far in life. A dropkick usually doesn't go to school anymore, either having dropped out or done very poorly in year 12, and is usually either unemployed or working a crappy low-paid job full-time such as at mcdonald's kfc supermarket etc which is like all the jobs right now
1: (laughs) wow that's very specific i thought it was just like a general purpose idiot yeah which is weird because if you drop kick a football it does go far
2: is the implication that they like got drop kicked on the head and now they're an idiot (laughs) maybe
1: yeah maybe they're the ball in the scenario and life is the foot that has kicked them
0: (laughs) i mean maybe i'm a drop kick Although I wasn't kicked, I just fell off a change table or something, apparently.
1: I think if there's one lesson to take from this podcast, it's that we're all drop kicks.
0: Yeah. True dat. Oh, I wrote down the other one that you brought up earlier was nick off. Yes. Nick off. I feel like that's probably an Australianism.
1: Yeah, I thought that's something I haven't heard in a while.
0: Urban Dictionary says similar to fuck off or piss off.
3: <laughs> yeah, mostly I'm asking about these phrases because I'm curious are they actually phrases? that Australians say, or are they PG versions
1: of profane phrases?
0: Yeah, I feel like they are more like 90s-ish colloquialisms.
1: 80s and 90s things that no one really says anymore. I haven't yeah. heard anyone say Nick off in a while. Or Dropkick. Yeah, or Bull Twang. That was a blast from the past. <laughs> yeah, Bull
3: Twang is a good one.
1: <laughs> and they say it a couple of times in a row. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit in a future episode. There's a whole, there's a whole scene around Bull Twang.
0: Oh. Why is Pete missing a tooth? That isn't explained. Oh yeah, this
1: is post plate. Yeah. Well, in the in the book, the the guy, the main character in the in the book, he his teeth are, are chattering so much cuz he's so scared of the ghost that his tooth breaks <laughs> and he has to get a false tooth.
0: What an idiot.
1: But in this it's like Pete just already is missing a tooth and it's never explained why.
0: Yeah.
2: He's
1: just like he just is
2: yeah, this whole plot line, it just seems so pointless. <laughs> they just spend a whole part of the episode going to the sewage facility to get to his, get his tooth, tooth that he accidentally flushed down the toilet. Yeah.
0: My dad did that.
1: My grandma did that.
0: Oh, that's nice. Pals.
3: Before the tooth was flushed down the toilet. This piece of garbage is just sitting on the toilet licking <laughs> his fake tooth. It's horrifying. It's disgusting. I
0: feel like that's something you'd do as a teenager, though. I can't imagine doing that.
3: I hated it.
0: I guess. It
3: revolted me. (laughs) But also the, uh, the two jokes that he made about spirits. One, why didn't the ghost go to the ball? Because he had nobody to go with. And he put the emphasis on go, as if that was the joke. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because he had nobody to go with. And it's like, no, no, that's That's not. That's a
0: good point. I never noticed that. Nobody to go with. He
3: had nobody to go with. That's that's the joke. He botched that joke. And I can't believe nobody on set said, hey, actor that plays Pete, uh, let's do that one more time, but make it sound like you understand the joke.
1: (laughs) Come on, man. You got to love the methylated spirit joke, though
3: it is good and then the methylated spirit joke was over my head i i had to google methylated spirit
0: (laughs) what was the joke
2: what do you call a drunken ghost the methylated spirit (laughs) no i agree first first joke not good second joke pretty good
1: yeah i just love the confidence in the delivery of the methylated spirit joke
0: i liked that guy at the sewage place he was a
1: treasure I loved that whole
3: sequence. Oh, yeah, he is a fun guy.
0: But I don't think he ever comes back.
3: No. The peanut butter thing was pretty funny, especially with Ron, like, almost accepting it and then being like, no, that's gross, no. <laughs> but then he's going over all the stuff that was flushed, and he says, all the joys and sorrows of humanity end up here. <laughs> and it just it was good. It cracked me up.
0: Yeah, and he's just full of puns. <laughs> it's
3: like, they become pipe dreams.
1: <laughs> you know what I think is weird he has an alarm clock and a bird cage, but he says a plate wouldn't be able to fit through the pipes. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah I noticed that as well.
1: <laughs> also, the peanut butter that he's putting on his piece of bread or whatever, that peanut butter is too oily. Yeah. So, like, it's, like, shiny. And that is uh, unnerving to me.
3: <laughs> it's whimsical. It's funny. I love the scene. I love the, the waste treatment guy.
1: That is a good scene.
0: Yeah, Josh. <laughs> it's not a waste.
1: <laughs> it's completely useless to the story but it's worth it for that guy, Josh.
2: <laughs> Fuck. No, I agree. It's, it's, a good, it's a good character. It's a good little scene. But then, like, what they just go back, and he's boiling the tooth, and then he's just like, no, I can't do it. And, like, the conclusion of that scene is that they went and got this tooth, and now he's grossed out by it.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't really, like, play into the resolution of the episode no. in any way. Yeah. It's just like a side
0: quest. (laughs) I just remember it being really gross, like thinking about it.
2: Right. I think what gets me about this is it's just one more aspect of the episode that is centered around poop. (laughs) And I mean, we haven't gotten to the second episode yet, but (laughs) I know that there's more poop in store for us (laughs) on this show. But the writers seem very, uh, very bathroom humor based at least at this well, point. Well, that's
0: probably just because it would, because kids like that shit. Uh, pun intended.
2: They love that
1: shit. All that stuff is in the books too. So I guess it was like writing books for kids. So you got to put
2: some poop in there. Yeah. You know what kids love? Shit.
0: I mean, yeah, it's Australia. Where have you been? <laughs> it's Australia. Where have you been? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I do find it pretty charming the reveal of all three of them sitting in the dunny together.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that. I love that Bronson has garlic around his neck to ward yeah. off the but... <laughs> And they don't acknowledge it either. Yeah, no one even points it out.
2: So they're sitting in the dunny, and, and that's when it starts, like, shaking. And yes. just flying apart. The walls start falling down. The roof comes <laughs> off.
0: Do you know the worst part is when the toilet paper falls on the floor? Because now it's all dirty. You have to, like unwind it and peel off the bits that were dirty. Yeah,
1: but I mean, the whole dunny does collapse.
3: I know, but like... It reminds me that the toilet paper was uh, going under instead of over. So I don't know if Australians have their toilet paper going...
2: Wait, is that something you actually noticed in the episode? Yeah, I have it written down right here.
3: (laughs) Those monsters? But they live down under, so maybe that's how they do it. I don't know. I
1: think that's more of a personal... So
3: this is kind of an Indiana Jones ending where the kids really don't do anything and the ghost doesn't really do anything (laughs) the whole dunny falls apart and then there's the painting well he plays charades with them yeah i mean he points to the painting i'm just saying the storm blew it over somebody would have found that painting anyway there was no need for the kids to be there i guess no need for the ghost to be there
0: the
1: ghost was trying to tell them the painting was there the whole time he
0: kept pointing and they were just like
1: yeah and then the storm like knocks it over and he's like see
3: see that's why i'm a pedophile (laughs) i was trying to show you a painting
2: so they they find the painting and then i have written here ned goes to heaven yeah he just floats up i love the graphics i love the, yeah. <laughs> the effects here of him just floating up in a spiral around the lighthouse there's some great late 80s blue screen yeah business. it's so goofy looking it's it's amazing
1: also bronson calls him alive dead <laughs>
2: that's right
0: i'm like he's not though <laughs> yeah.
1: he's still dead yeah i, I never got that light because it's like isn't that just proof that he is dead dead? <laughs>
0: Look, he's he's just a little boy.
1: He's a, he's a kid, mate. He thinks that garlic will ward off a ghost. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the, like, wrap-up scene where Nell is, like, explaining everything because she's, like, the watcher of the show.
2: Yeah, so it turns out the painting is a fake. It's the artist that they name-check earlier. They determine that it's... Oh, yeah, that's right. Dad says it's fake. Yeah. And Nell's like, it's worth something to me.
1: And it's like, fuck you, Nell. <laughs> but it's not actually because we love Nell. Yeah. And we wish that she weren't dead in real life so she could be on the podcast
0: yeah and Bronson's like do you think we'll ever see him again it's just like nah <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite
1: <laughs> yeah I always liked that bit and she like puts her hat on him and it's like a sweet moment but it's also weird that she's just like nah
3: <laughs> there's something strange about this painting today. let's get a magnifying glass to look
0: that's the creepiest thing in the episode is that little painting of him on the toilet.
1: And he winks at them.
0: Yeah. And like, I was trying to think, cause it doesn't look like the guy that plays the ghost. Yeah. That's what I
1: thought is it doesn't even really look like him. No. <laughs> so is that the end? Does it just go to credits after that? Yeah. They're reacting to the painting and then it's like a freeze frame and it goes to the credits.
0: Have you ever?
2: <laughs> is this the theme song? Does this start off the episode from now on? Yeah. Okay.
0: It's like a little bit shorter, I think, in the opening credits.
2: Yeah,
1: it's like a shortened version.
0: It's pretty good. Yeah, it's the best.
2: I was enjoying the song, but at the very end, the weird effect that they put on the last word. (laughs) Toa Wow, Matthew, you nailed it. That was perfect. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we've watched the show a lot,
2: mate. I don't look forward to hearing that effect at the end of... The song. Well,
0: I do. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm with Maz on this one. All
0: right.
1: Uh, Fair enough. Well, I would just like to say that I love this episode. Yeah. For some reason. I think it's probably just, like, exciting to watch because you're, like, you watch it and you're, like, oh, man, Lighthouse Blues is coming up. Without my pants is coming up. Yeah. It's all ahead of me.
0: I like it as, a like, a pilot. Just watching it and thinking, like, pretending that you don't know anything about it.
1: Yeah, that is fun.
0: It's not too dumb. And it's got the humor... (laughs) And the fun music. Yeah,
1: I mean, I feel like probably a lot of my love for it is, like, nostalgia-based, but I feel like there's definitely, like, episodes that are not as good as this. Like, I always think of this as, like, a standout, personally.
2: Oh, interesting. I enjoyed it, but it seems to me definitely, like, kind of a rough pilot. I see the potential of the actors and, like, the, the general feel of the show, but I would expect it to improve from here yeah. upon the formula. So I hope that's the case.
1: I mean, it doesn't get worse, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, there's like worse episodes than this one. Yeah.
2: Well, I look forward to those too, because they'll be fun to talk
3: to me. <laughs> so I find myself really siding with Josh in that, I mean, the story's not great, but there's so much charm here. I really do like the setup. love the characters. Love the cast. Hope they stick around for a good long while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like how the family seems really close. It's
3: just got a good vibe. And uh, But, I mean, there's kind of two ways that I'm looking at it. One, would I have liked this as a kid? Because this came out, you know, 89 or 90 or whatever. I would have been the perfect age to watch this. So I'm kind of thinking of myself as a kid. Would I have liked it?
0: How old were you in 1990?
3: I would have been nine. Whoa. Eight or nine. So I can say without a doubt... I would have loved it. And it just has a lot of funny, cute touches where I can see myself, if I'd grown up with this, I would be raving about it like you guys
0: are.
2: Yeah, I think if I watched this around that age, I probably would have really enjoyed it as well. So watching as a grown-up,
0: I like it. I hope it gets better. If your kids were watching it, you'd enjoy it with them.
3: I guess that's a third uh, angle that I can take on it. I actually did watch the first episode with my daughter. She liked it. Uh, She didn't have any real deep analysis like we do why not <laughs> as soon as the title card flashes she does say what's a dunny oh but i mean otherwise she liked it she was into it
0: we love her never met her but love her
1: never met but love <laughs>
3: oh and she did she did say it was creepy that the ghost kept looking at kids in the bathroom even she knows yeah she knows how bad it is she got the pedophile vibes
0: well if you've, you've taught her well then did we want to give the episode a rating or just... Oh yeah, we
2: should all give the episode a rating. So you guys should go first because you guys have more of a grasp of like the whole show. Jeff and I are kind of coming in blind here. So our ratings are going to be a little more just kind of making a blind stab at it because we don't have any other episodes to compare it to.
0: Jeremy, you go first.
1: <laughs> I think of this one as being like pretty good, slightly above the middle of the pack.
2: Oh yeah, what what's our rating system?
1: I'm going to give it eight Dunnies out of a possible 13. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what? All right. All right. Eight out of 13.
1: <laughs> eight Dunnies
2: out of 13.
0: All right.
1: Or is that? Maybe that's too low. <laughs> no, that's probably about right. It's like above the middle of the pack, I feel. I don't know if I would say it's like an amazing episode, but I do love it.
2: Are you, Maz?
0: Yeah, I think about the same. Like, it's it's not the best. It's not the worst. So, yeah, probably... Probably eight skeletons. Yes. Out of 13.
3: Nailed it. And I give this episode 7 drop kicks out of 13. Again, I don't know what's coming, but I feel like this was a strong start. I do hope it gets better. But it's it's a fun pilot that has me wanting to see more.
2: Yeah, I'll probably give it a I think a seven out of 13. Seven panel beaters out of 13. <laughs> Sounds right.
1: Yeah, that's about the middle.
2: I'm looking forward to seeing more adventures from these mad city suckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Boy, should I um mention just this juicy gossip that I found out when I was looking up Paul Jennings?
1: Is it about his wife? Yes. Yeah.
0: So his current wife uh, used to be married to another Australian author who... Paul Jennings actually worked with like years ago on like a couple of books. Mm, Juicy. Two series of books. And I'm like, did they have an affair? (laughs) (laughs) Because she was married to that other guy. And then he's working with um, that guy. And then, and then, and then they get married.
1: Yeah, that is kind of a shocking revelation (laughs) to me anyway. I sure hope Paul Jennings
3: can come onto this podcast and clear the air.
1: (laughs) If you want to come on the podcast and lay this to rest, Paul Jennings, write to us at. Untwisted locked bag two two eight one your capital city Australia
0: for for some of the older Australians that might be listening if anyone's listening um the wife Marianne Faye I don't know how to pronounce her, F A H E Y she played Kylie Mole in um a comedy show way back when which also I think had Con the Fruiterer who later plays Um, Mr. Gribble I think. Gribble
1: in season two to four. It's all
0: connected.
1: Oh my god.
2: I just realized we never brought up the fact that the father mentions that the wife died in an accident.
1: Oh yeah we kind
0: Uh, of skipped over. Do you know what's disappointing? I don't I don't know about the later seasons but I don't think they ever really do anything with the mum's death. we don't really get to know her.
1: Yeah, we never hear anything about her.
0: I mean, obviously Tony killed her, so.
1: (laughs) Don't you dare disparage (laughs) Tony Twist like this. I will say, as
3: somebody who has read many Paul Jennings stories, that's a common uh, staple of his. Almost every story that I can remember has a kid with one dead
2: parent.
1: Yeah, in Skeleton on the Dunny, the main character's parents die in a crash, and that's why he moves in with his auntie who has a dunny. With a skeleton on it.
2: Well, I think we should uh, wrap this up, maybe. What do we got next week?
0: Next week's episode is Birds Do. Birds Do. Wah-wah.
1: Fun fact about Birds Do is that it's actually an adaptation of two different stories. Oh, snap. Oh, shit.
2: <laughs> I'm really, really looking forward to talking about that one. Yeah.
0: Josh <laughs> loved that one.
2: I just couldn't believe what I was watching, so <laughs> I can't wait to watch it again. <laughs>
0: me too all right now if you want to follow us follow us on our podcast journey at untwisted <laughs> uh, you can follow us on facebook instagram and twitter at untwisted pod or one word and you can email us at untwisted at gmail.com so yeah and just email
2: us just just tell us what's up <laughs> what's going on in your life
0: What are your memories around the twist?
1: Yeah, tell us your favorite Pete joke.
0: (laughs) Yeah, who's your favorite character?
1: Who's your favorite casting of your favorite character?
0: Yeah, what's your favorite episode? What's your favorite color?
2: And which one of us do you hate the most?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure all the Pete fans are going to send hate mail.
1: Yeah,
0: Jeff
3: is
1: going to get a lot of hate for his Pete hate.
2: Yeah. It's all going to be from, from us too. We're just going to send hate mail to Jeff.
0: Um, did we have any, like, recommendations we wanted to make about, like, other podcasts or anything? Uh, yeah,
1: I'd like to uh, plug my podcast entitled Untwisting Untwisted colon, A Critical <laughs> Analysis of, of Australia's Favourite Round the Twist podcast. <laughs>
2: You're plugging our competitors? What the?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's the sister show.
0: Uh, I have a, I I was going to make a podcast recommendation um, just because Round the Twist kind of has a bit of like a mystery vibe. I was going to recommend All Aussie Mystery Hour because it's like Aussie, like Round the Twist and mystery. And it's just two chicks um, chatting. They work together, and I like that sort of dynamic that they actually like each other and they work together. It's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, like one of them will tell the other one a, an Aussie mystery each episode, but they're on hiatus at the moment, so if you haven't listened to it, you can just go right back to the beginning. can catch up. It's pretty cool. They're pretty fun. Not
2: like this podcast.
0: This one's shit. We all hate each other.
2: Fuck the lot is. <laughs> so glad there's half a world between us. <laughs> all right. This was fun. See you guys next week. Yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. you ever. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. I'm just kidding. I'm going to edit this part out. <laughs> Chris is not part of the podcast.